Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I'm your host, Sergio. Uh, I'm here with your host, Jeff. Uh, welcome to 2021, Jeff. Thank you, Sergio. Uh, it feels good to be here. It should. We we made it through that horrible year, 2020. We did. But there's plenty of Ninja Turtle stuff still to talk to to talk about in 2021. Yes. Uh, how how'd you how'd your New Year's celebration go? Uh, you know, typical. Watch movies, played games. You know, nothing big. That yeah, that seems that seems about right. Uh, we we have some very exciting Ninja Turtle stuff to talk about this time. Uh, but but I'm not going to uh to to jump into that quite yet. Uh, because as always, it's time for news. Uh, Jeff, it's 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 very early in the year. Like a lot of most companies haven't really released their big press releases about what's going to happen in 2021 yet. Uh, so what are we shelled out yet? <laughs> well, what what piece of news d- do we have today, Jeff? We got kind of a we got kind of a big piece of news. It's arguably big. Uh, I'd say it's pretty monumental. Uh, because it's you know it's never happened before. True, it's never happened before. So um, I, 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 I go, go, you go ahead and give us what has never happened before, Jeff. The good people at IDW, uh, as you as you all well know, how much we love the IDW run. Yes. Um, they are going to be doing a a very first uh, where Bebop and Rocksteady take on Toka and Razar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in an upcoming issue, one fifteen. One fifteen. Yes, a Sophie Campbell joint. Yes. Uh, it, like we 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 found out that Toka and Razar were coming to the Turtles, like the IDW book last issue, which I believe is like one ten or one eleven, and I'm a little off on what on that number, but. We weren't really told that they were going to to battle or fight uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and I know you're not too familiar with the adventures that Bebop and Rocksteady have had in IDW, but they are a wacky pair of mutants, even even probably even wackier than they were in the original uh, like TV show. Yeah, but like way better in this though. Oh yes, yes, it's hyper violent and really weird and really stupid, and I. Like, I, Toka and Razar really haven't shown who they are in this book yet. Mm. So I don't know if they're going to be dealing with a, another pair of brutes that are idiots, or maybe they're going to be smart. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. see. But they're significantly bigger. Yo, yo, just by leaps and bounds. Like, looking at the art, like the beautiful art on the cover, they're going to be significantly bigger. Yeah. Which should be fun. And they've been redesigned a bit too, because each each version's a little different. Um, yeah, uh, Raz are looking significantly more like something out of Altered Beast, <laughs> or uh, what was it, the the uh, the old fighting game uh, Bloody Roar, which I'm a, a fan of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I totally dig it. Like this just looks re- like it's gonna be a, a really fun ride or a really fun read. Yeah, yeah. I, but I do have to come out and say say this just to 
put all of my cards on the table. I hope this gives me a reason to like Toka and Razar. Yeah. Because to me, they're two non-characters that have never been developed in any kind of way. Right. They were well, just replacements for Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, I mean, I mean, if you if you look at the the 2012 series, though, if if you count that as actual Brazar, then sure, I think so. I think like, so. like but, but that was a different that's a different thing. Like that was just the next mutation of Bradford. Yeah. You know. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anybody can do it, Sergio, I'm sure the amazing Sophie Campbell can. I uh, hey, I I have all the faith. Yeah. Her arc, uh, I know you're not reading it right now, but we'll, we'll get to it eventually, has been one of the most unique arcs in the, the history of Ninja Turtles. So I'm, I'm sure this will this will kind of, you know, add to that. Again, I expect nothing less from her. Yeah. So I, there, there's that news. Um, uh, do we have any other news? We got some figure stuff. Got some figure stuff. Yeah. Um, I I, just, I don't think we didn't talk about this last time. Uh, NECA has released some 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 images that look like the back of old uh, Playmates toys, like cards, like the you know the card like the packaging cards on yeah, old blister cards, blister yeah. packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the back of the um, eighty-seven uh, figures. Right, 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 right. Uh, and a lot of these cards, or the 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 what they released has some a lot of unreleased stuff on it. And uh, looking at it, there's some really cool figures coming, uh, n- namely the Punk Frogs. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon Bonafrog, Attila the Frog, Genghis the Frog, and Rasputin the Mad Frog. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all coming. Presumably in 2021, and presumably to a target near you. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. At the very least, they'll be eBay exclusives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on here, of course, is Bunny Bebop and Bun- Bunny uh, Rocksteady. There's the Rat King, which we I think we knew about already. There's Chrome Dome. Yeah. Chrome Dome, which is going to be, re- which they have announced is going to be released by himself. Uh, kind of like the Ultimate Krang was, uh, and Metalhead. Yeah, he's significantly taller than Ultimate Krang. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, not well, not significantly, but a good bit. Well, if if these if these images are to scale, yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. I just is there an audience for Chrome Dome? Sure, why not? Because wasn't he in like one one episode? I don't. Again, I mean, it's been forever. Like, I'm not even sure what season we're on at this point. Yeah, three, four. We just finished up three, and he was definitely yeah. in an episode in, in in season three. But I don't think he really had much more of a presence on the show. He'd had a memorable action figure. Yeah, and he was in the Turtles Tournament Fighter Super Nintendo game. Okay, okay. Then then I guess that adds to it. To to his to his uh appeal yeah uh we also see in this 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 little graphic here ace duck Muckman, and joe eyeball yeah um and the turtles in disguises yep uh, which it looks like because if i remember correctly like 
weren't their pants like over their shells? Now they're under the shells, and that just looks kind of weird. Oh, that does look weird. So it's like like pants that are just chaps. Maybe. Like that kind of that kind of bothers me. Hopefully, they, I, yeah. Hopefully they're fabric, and you can like move that. I don't know, but I kind of want to get them now because they look so weird. Yeah. Well, they're coming with a weird, like new Freddy Krueger like rubber looking mask thing that April had made for him. Oh, those are so cool yeah. and stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess I'm I'm like at this point in for a penny in for a pound. I'm. A, I, I have so many of these things pre-ordered and, and, and people are starting to set stuff aside that I, I guess I'm down. I'm down for whatever they release. Yeah. And did we, you know, did, did we talk about Mondo Gecko coming? Did, I don't know if we did. Well, he's on the back there too. Is he? Yep. Oh, I missed him. Yeah. Vernon Mondo Gecko. Uh, Okay, cool. And then you've got yet another iteration of the turtles in a style guide colors alternate. No, no, those have already come out. Oh, have they? Okay. Yeah, that was uh that was wave two. And like I got the wave one ones, the wave two ones at stores, and I was like, I don't need those. I already have the turtles, not realizing they were a different color, so I don't have those. Ah, uh, but you'll end up getting them eventually. Probably, because I'm a fool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I guess that does it for news. I. I I don't really have uh, any more news per se, but I do want to talk about uh, the the new pop figures that are out because th- those are starting to trickle into stores. I've seen I've seen them in the wild, Jeff. Yeah, and they are wonderful looking pop figures if you're into that kind of thing. There's like like a huge group of people out there who are just very anti pop figure. Yeah, and then you've got ones that are very much all about the pops. I've yeah. run into several of them over the over the years um, that are just mad for for. It. And then you've got the scalpers, of course. No, oh, yeah, yeah. That's not exclusive to pops, though. No. Uh, no. So <clears throat> I have I, I've I've got th- four of them, five four five of them already. There's seven in the run. And I don't know what you know about pop figures, but you know there's different runs. There's like pop television, pop movies, pop whatever. And that's what they base their like numbering system on. Yeah, video games, all that other. Yeah, pop video games, pop 8-bit. And usually a shelf full of them, and then I've got a closet shelf full of them. So yes, I'm well-versed in the pop collecting. (laughs) Well – they released all of these new turtles under the the under the uh, the, the 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 pop retro toys line, uh-huh. okay. which is kind of their line of figures that is uh, like Mr. Potato Head and like old school GI Joe and troll dolls, you know, Glow Worm, My Pet Monster, like all these. These classic toys that you had as a kid, not necessarily ones that are based on, you know, licensed stuff, I guess. Right. Which I guess is fine. Like the turtles, I would say, are considered classic toys. My issue is that they look like the turtles from the movie. True. 
And there were no toys made specifically for that movie at the time that it came out. Not for the first one, no. Exactly. So it being under the classic toys label kind of explains why April O'Neil is wearing a yellow jumpsuit because it's not supposed to be based on the movie. That totally makes sense. Except that the turtles don't look like old toys. Like, they don't look like the original toys. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're real confused. Mm. And, like, Casey Jones. The Casey Jones that they're releasing is, like, looks kind of like the Casey Jones from the movie. Kind of. I'd say fully. But it's, there wasn't a Casey Jones toy from the movie. Well, true. True. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's But the thing is, they didn't have to shoehorn them into this retro toys category. They have categories they could have used. True. They could have put them in the movie category. They're beautiful. I'll give them that. But it's weird. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the line the playmates line like movie heroes or movie um uh, playmates I know what you're talking about and and actually that's another piece of news we can talk about yeah uh, playmates uh, released like a sneak peek at uh, an upcoming Target exclusive box set that is going to mirror the previous box sets that they they released this year uh it, it looks like they are repackaging the old movie star ninja turtles into a subway car looking box yeah and i have the other two boxes they're like they're not the greatest releases but they're adorable mm-hmm. uh the first box being the uh, uh re-releases of the original you know six action figures you know, the four turtles, Splinter, and Shredder, I think, is yeah. what was in that box. Yeah. And then the second box being a re-release of the ones they did for the for the Mirage Turtles, including yeah. a weird repainting of Splinter and Shredder. Uh-huh. Again, not a great release, but it was a reasonably priced Walmart release. This is the same shape and size with the same handle on the top, so... That's going to be cool. I don't have those figures, and I don't think those figures have ever been re-released. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm excited. I don't have the uh, the the movie star figures, which picked up with the second film. Which I feel like is – like them not releasing figures for the first movie is really one of the like biggest mysteries in my – like <clears throat> of the original like Turtle stuff. It's like why did that not happen? Yeah, that's I I really don't understand that as well. Well, Jeff, uh, that does it for the news segment. We kind of just stumbled into some new news there that we didn't plan for. Yeah. Um, what is our main topic today? We are finally tackling uh, a chunk of the rise of the TMNT animated. Yes, series. yes, we are. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the most recent cartoon uh, that debuted in 2018. Uh, and when it was announced and, and, and throughout its entire run, which it, now it's ended, uh, from at least we are led to believe that it's been ended. It, n- no official announcements have actually come out, I don't believe. 
Uh, but the last episode was named Finale Part 4. Yeah. Uh, so it's very unlikely there's going to be a follow-up. Um, apart from but, the new movie coming. No, apart from the new movie that's that's been announced. Uh, during its entire run, I, I would say classic Ninja Turtle fans uh, have been very vocal of, of, of about not liking it. Yeah. And... I'm not going to say you have to like this show. There's there's a lot of things that are weird and potentially off-putting about some of the changes they made, uh, some of the, the characterizations that, that are in the show itself. But I would definitely like to point out the fact that most of the people hating on the show probably have not watched a second of the show. That's probably a very accurate assumption or uh, summation. Probably, or, probably. Of course, that's a big that's an, it's, it's, that is an assumption. I, I'm not going to try to color it any other way. But personally, as someone who's watched the entire show, I don't understand how you can watch it and have a vitriol towards it. And 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 you are you're coming in a bit more fresh than me. You had seen maybe an episode or two. This is the first time you've sat down and watched a significant amount. Yes. Without going into individual detail, what is your first your 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 just first opinion? It's a trip. <laughs> it's a trip. Like it is. It is. Uh, it's. It's just so trippy. Like I don't really have any other word for it. Um. <sighs> Yeah. Were you entertained, I guess, is, 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 is a good question. I actually surprisingly was. Yeah, the, 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 the best way for me to describe it is it's fun. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the first Turtles show since the original that its sole purpose is fun. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, say what you want about the 2K3 show, say what you want about the, the first Nickelodeon show. Both of those are fantastic shows that fit specific niches, 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 uh, whatever. But they kind of had to weave in fun and charming and, uh, you know, seriousness and character development. And this one is just straight none fun. of that it does none of that it's just let's have fun for 22 minutes yeah. or 11 minutes if you don't have 22 minutes let's have fun for 11 minutes yeah and for, for all you know 39 quote unquote that's that's how many 22 minute episodes they made 39 of them they're all just fun and uh, before we actually talk about the the individual episodes that we watched, because we watched eight twenty two, I keep saying twenty two minutes is because it's in two episode chunks. And when they aired on television, they aired very oddly. Uh, I, it would be like the first episode is a full twenty two minutes. The second episode is eleven minutes. Then the second episode B would be another eleven minutes, and they would show like episode 2b and 3a and then the next week it would be 3a or 3b and 3a like the way they would pair them up they would you would only get 11 minutes of a new episode every week 
So it was a really weird schedule that they yeah. followed, which I don't know if that helped it or hurt it or what. But it was very hard to follow because a lot of it wasn't in, was not in chrono- chronological order or the chron- the, production, the, the production order. Well, no, some like the production order is vastly different from the order they the, it was aired in, which yeah. is also different from how it was released to digital platforms, which is also different to how it was released on DVD. It's such a headache. It's a huge headache. Let's talk about the the the, the voice talent here. Uh, I know you're a voice. Your voice guy. Yes. Uh, any of the names just kind of pop off? Well, there's one really big one. Who would that be? That would be our our boy, Ben Schwartz. Yes, yes. Who is voicing Leonardo. Or, <laughs> if you've watched the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, he's basically exactly the same as Sonic. <laughs> he does. It's the exact same character. He also played Jean Ralphio on uh, Parks and Recreation. One of the best characters on Parks and Rec, so. Yeah. Um, on this time, too, uh, Rob Paulson is actually... Uh, doing uh voice directing that is correct uh i i i noticed that um which is weird because he doesn't do any of the voices uh, incorrect oh he did he do a voice he doesn't do a a, a a big one it's uh you know the um let's see where is it here uh he is the voice of the foot lieutenant the little the little guy with the uh the, the fire on his head yeah uh, okay and then his uh his partner in crime Maurice Lamarche is the voice of the Foot Brute. Oh, uh, okay. Or folks might know him as the Brain. Cool. From the Brain. That's cool. Uh, so Maurice Lamarche also did a whole bunch of Futurama voices. Oh, dude, tons. Yeah. Tons. Uh, we have Omar Benson Miller playing uh oh, Raphael. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Brandon Michael Smith playing Mikey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Josh Brenner playing Donnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of those actors look familiar. I don't know where I know them from, uh, but it should be uh, noted that two of them are African-American, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. You, you can hear it in the voice work. Uh, it's, I, I guess th- that, that means that Raph and Mikey are turtles of color. More so than ever. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cat um, Graham uh, is doing the voice of April O'Neil, who in this iteration uh, is an African-American uh, April, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eric, is that Bowza? Yep. Or Did I say that right? Tiger Claw. Oh, the Tiger Claw voice? Yeah. Also, does, he does Splinter. Yeah, if you listen very carefully, you can kind of hear hints of that a little. Mm-hmm. He's also uh, the current voice of Bugs Bunny. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I believe Daffy as well. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, big. Let's see. The other, uh, probably the biggest, the biggest one, uh, other, you know, character here would be. Can I do it? Can I do it? Baron Draxum? Yeah. Go for it. John Cena! <laughs> I would not have known to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so John Cena did the voice of Baron Draxum in season one, which is cool. Yeah. yeah that, that's arguably the biggest name on this list. Yeah. 
literally, uh, like physically. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, 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 Dave Foley from the Kids in the Hall did the voice of Stanley the Bullhop. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's definitely some uh, some talent in 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 the, the the voice cast here. Yeah. John DiMaggio is mixed in, or as you know him from Futurama, Bender. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the the differences. So so the four turtles uh, in in this iteration look distinctly different. I, I know that we've had turtles that look different before, like in in the the two K three. Not 2K3. In, in, in the Nickelodeon show, they all looked different, had different colorations and different spots and whatnot. In this version, the turtles are different kinds of turtles. Yeah. Uh, like it, it, Raphael is a snapping turtle. Uh, Leonardo is a red-eared slider. Mikey is a box turtle. Uh, and, and Donnie is a soft-shell turtle. Mm-hmm. Which I really respect the the thought that they put into creating the different designs based on these turtles. Yeah. Cause if you, if you look at like, like Raph being a snapping turtle makes sense. He's huge. It's ginormous. Like he's way bigger than his brothers. Uh, and he, he's just physically imposing like a snapping turtle. Those are bigger turtles. Uh, Leonardo red eared slider. Uh, those have a lot of dip- the coloration on those are very unique. Mikey, a box turtle, who Mikey, of course, is the most social of all four of the turtles. Box turtles are also very commonly used as pets. Yeah. So they're going to be the ones who are easily, you know, able to socialize with humans. Yeah. Donnie being... Red, what's that? I thought red ear sliders were also used as pets a great deal. They are. They are. But box turtles are named box turtles for a reason. Right. You know. Uh, red-eared slider is what the Ninja Turtles have always been said to have been. Yeah. Which is – that's weird, but whatever. Donnie, who is a soft-shell turtle, he comes up with a way to make – like ro- – uh, not robot, but, but um, mechanical shells, like protective shells that have like gadgets and stuff in them. So it makes sense for him to be smart enough to – replace his soft shell with something that is protective. Yeah, he's basically Tony Stark. But yes, yes. In the sewer. So th- these like the they went into a lot of detail creating these characters and I really respect that. Yeah, yeah, I can get yeah. I I can concur. Um uh Raphael is the kind of self-imposed leader of the group in in Which in this is- show. Vastly different. Yes, which is that is very vastly different. Leo is very much a jokester, a uh, trickster jokester. Uh, Michelangelo is the youngest one, uh, as he usually is. He's the sensitive one. Uh, he is the most loving. You know, it, in, instead of him being the funny one, he's more just the he's this heart and soul of the group. Yeah. Uh, which kind of goes back to his original comic origins, because in, in the original comic, he was never the jokester. And, of course, Donnie kind of doubles as the genius and, like, second fiddle to Leo's humor. Mm-hmm. 
because Donnie is very funny in the show. He really is. And and, and it's a very dry humor. Yes. And very sarcastic. And I, I rather enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of his humor comes from I'm smarter than you and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. 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 It's 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 very tied to arrogance, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Splinter. Here's where they kind of lost me when it when it comes to characterization. So how would you describe Splinter's character? It's the fat, lazy rat that likes to watch TV. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Like the, the, an argument can be made that previous versions of of Splinter also were lazy and watched a lot of TV, but not to the extent that he just wasn't training his sons. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't do much when it comes to ninjutsu or bettering his children. He doesn't even call his children by their names. I, I don't know if you noticed this. I but did. He, yeah. He calls them by their color. Which is crazy. It's very, very odd. And it, you know, things are revealed later in the show that kind of explain Splinter's origin and why he's who he is. But if we're just taking these eight episodes that we watched at face value, that's very off putting. Extremely off putting. (laughs) Because Splinter is supposed to be their mentor he's supposed to guide them into adulthood you know they're the the boys are his responsibility and he's He's not being a dad he's a very bad parent at this point yeah and i'm not gonna say he becomes a great parent like that that's not the spoiler that we're avoiding here yeah no but at least they explain why he is who he is yeah and all the turtles are just kind of like left to kind of raise themselves uh, let's, the last uh, character that I really want to talk about is April O'Neil. And uh, as I said before, she was an African-American, um, girl from New York who in these eight episodes, they don't, they hit on it several times, but she has trouble keeping jobs. She is fun loving and has, be- and is friends with the turtles. They don't really show when that happened or how that happened, but she's just friends with the turtles. She's very spunky. Spunky's a great way to describe her. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't say she's she like she doesn't have a job. She's a she's a high school kid. Uh, I wouldn't say she has like this this drive of like a like a Lois Lane or or even an understanding of who she is like the other versions of April. She's just very witty and very. She she doesn't take any crap. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what they, you know, the, <clears throat> they could have really done a lot with her character, and they do later in the show, but only having 39 episodes, there's really a, a ceiling to how much you can develop a character like April when you're only releasing 11-minute episodes. Right. Uh, and we'll talk about the origin a little later because – the the origin is is distinctly different as well, but that is tied to one, you know the episodes we watched. Uh, we watched the the first eight episodes, and by eight, I'm going by what Wikipedia has listed as the first eight. 
and we're we're talking like episode one and then two A and B, three A and B, four A and B, five A and B, and so forth. The production numbers on those are way out of whack. So I'm gonna do my best to actually say the names of the of, of the episode that we watched. So if you want to go back and watch it, or if you want to, you know, try to remember what it was about, that should help. The first episode we watched, of course, was the pilot named Mystic Mayhem. And to just real quick to cover what happened, uh, the turtles are hanging out with April uh, on Cannonball Day. Yeah, is what they referred to it as. Uh, they come across bad guys kidnapping a weird dog. Uh, during this whole process, they discover a portal. Uh, to a secret underground mystic city. Uh, they meet Baron Draxum uh, and, and see him mutate a pizza guy. Uh, they find mystic weapons while they're in this mystic city. Donatello chooses not to take his mystic weapon because he feels his tech bow is uh, more impressive. Oh, and it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we learn... Uh, well, they, they save the dog. April adopts the dog. The dog th- is named Mayhem. It's a dog or a cat? It looks more like a cat. It's, it's like a cat-dog thing? Yeah. I, I don't... I, I'm sure we can look it up to see... What, what, let me see. <laughs> okay, actually. <laughs> Mayhem, an unspecified cat-dog-like creature. So... Nailed yeah. it! Yeah, so we don't know what it is. It's this. This. It's It's a yokai, but we'll get to that. Yeah, it and it, it it can teleport, which is cool. Yeah, Draxum, which is the main bad guy, of course, voiced voiced by Cena. He has mutagen mosquitoes that have been Ooh, that he skeetos. released ooze mosquitoes, yeah, <laughs> that are released on New York. Uh, this episode is a fun, fun twenty-two minute episode that really does a good job of establishing a lot of stuff. Let's talk about the mystic weapons. So they they had weapons, I guess, that Splinter had given them. But in this episode, the very first one, they get their weird mystic weapons. Raphael has what looks to be... What are those things called? Tonfas. Tonfas. Tonfas? Yeah. That, like, create this this translucent red, like energy shield around him when he uses them. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo is, is, is he, he gets a single, what, what it's sword, I guess it's not, it's not a katana, mm. uh, but the sword has the ability to open portals, uh, much like the video game portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelangelo, he has uh, th- this thing. I don't know what it's called. It's, it looks this is like saying it's a fundo. A fundo? Okay. Kusari fundo. It looks like he's got a, just a giant mace whip. Yeah. It's like a it's like it's like a mace that is also a blade, like a bladed mace. Yeah. That spins and cuts things. I don't understand the new weapons. Like they're weird. I guess maybe just to change it up because it's been what it's been for a while. I mean, of course, the the last Nickelodeon series tried to kind of like do that with Don and Mikey's weapons a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't like to the extreme of this. Yeah. 
you know, um, I don't understand the change because outside of Leo's like mystic sword that can, you know, make portals, the other two don't matter that much. Yeah. Like the change doesn't fundamentally change the character or the action that much. Mm -hmm. So all you're doing by changing the weapons is upsetting fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say that that's, you know, you give Raph his size and that fixes everything. No, no, you're still going to upset the fans. But, like, that just seems like a softball they could have gotten right. Yeah, I mean, well, like, Raphael had Tomfa in the uh, next mutation. Yeah, because everyone, we need to have that callback. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Donnie keeps his his... High a uh, high tech bow staff, Iron Man. Yeah, his Iron Man stuff. So yeah, and this was all established in the first episode. What'd you think of this episode, Jeff? So, I mean, again, coming in from a you know a, a fresh kind of perspective, like when I had first seen the designs and stuff, it threw me. But um, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like any of this. <laughs> And then, like, it very much feels like, you know, it's it's heavy on the humor and, yep. and light on the action. Well, it's kind of actually a, a, a mix between the two. Um, I, I, I rather found myself laughing out loud, especially when they would talk to Splinter or, you know, when he's asleep, passed out from having milk and cake. Um mm-hmm. Watching Japanese game shows, which I don't know if many of you out there have taken to the YouTube and looked up Japanese game shows, but I can tell you this. It is some of the most insane and hilarious things you'll ever watch. And I felt like there were callbacks, like when they were trying to go into the Mystic World, like that was a callback to the 2K3 series mm-hmm. when they were drawing, when they were uh, mainly the, um, the Big Brawl. Yeah, Battle, the Battle Nexus uh, series, and then of course when you go into Draximus's lair, um, it looks like the 2K3 lair. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, not fully, but I was like, hey, um, but overall this was, you know, this this was fun. I mean, I I enjoyed it kind of at face value for what it is. The turtles are very sloppy, like they're not <laughs> good at fighting at all. Yeah. They get better, but they're, you know... Uh, well, there's a reason this show is named Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, this it's, is true. I, it's this aptly is named. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a- actually, you kind of you kind of touched on something that I even, didn't even think to, to mention, but, you know, up front, I said it's a funny series, and it does yeah. lean very heavy into having fun. But it's not like they replaced the action with humor no and it's there's like, a, it's it's layered on top yeah. of the action like almost in like a machine gun style joke 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 quip 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 the entire time they're in like this epic action scene yeah like the humor never feels forced like it feels yeah. rather natural and and i think all the turtles kind of play off each other rather well 
um, you know, with that to an extent. Um, and I just I found myself laughing out loud a a a, a lot. Yeah. Um. And and the designs, like the look of the show itself, is beautiful. Like the cityscapes mm-hmm. and the sets and just the coloring and everything. I I think it's done very well. And of course, it's it's more. It looks more Japanese anime style. Um, at times, I'll give you at that. At times, yeah. At times, and, and, and you're right. The, the the color palette is very bold. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they it's like it's not as dark as the two previous shows. Yeah. But it's also not like it's you know daytime. Like they're just very like primary colors everywhere. It's primary mm-hmm. and secondary colors everywhere. And some neon. Yeah, a lot of neon, a lot of, Tons of neon. It, there's this this show has a style. Yeah. Like an uh, uh, like a like a un not unrecognizable, like unmistakable style to it. Yeah. Uh so, okay, okay. All right. Well, do you have any other nuggets? We've got to stop saying nuggets. Uh um, pizza pockets? Do you have any other pizza pockets pizza <laughs> from pockets? this first episode before we hit up uh, episode two? Um, let's see. Mm, not really. Awesome. Episode 2A, Origami Tsunami. That's a great name for an episode. That is a great, especially when you <laughs> once the episode starts. So the that sounds is like... Uh-huh. Sorry, it sounds like a great menu item at a sushi restaurant. It does. Like like an all-you-can-eat sushi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the turtles want to become heroes, so they track a group of paper thieves, only to find that they're ninjas that make warriors out of paper. And the, these, these ninjas are basically origami ninjas. Yeah, uh, and it, it, the the action figures the the characters were actually named the Origami Ninjas. Uh, the the two main characters that we mentioned earlier actually have a foot stamped on their face, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be a callback, obviously, to the Foot Clan and Foot Ninjas. Yeah, uh, and 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 without spoiling anything, like that comes up later. So yeah, yeah. Uh, What'd you think of Origami Tsunami? I really enjoyed this episode. Like, especially, you know, with, with the new take. Like, I, I love that they're kind of leaning into the mysticism. Yep. Um, uh, a great deal. Um, and just seeing, you know, the the Origami Ninjas come to life. Um, and then and Leo freaking out. When they cut them to pieces, it's like, ooh, 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 oh, no, wait, it's just paper. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Um, and, like, when they're, there's like, hey, we need to find some crimes, and they're, they're like, you know, hey, Long Island, Long Island Mangler is still at large, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, like, let's do something a little bit, you know, high, you know, lower on the scale. Um, what was the other one? It was uh, spine breaking bandit strikes again. I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> His name may or may not be Scorpion. 
Um, <laughs> and I, I, I really like that they, they set up a fake paper store <laughs> when they ran out of paper stores to rob. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's got on the uh, the traditional uh, glasses with the uh, big nose and the uh, fake mustache. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. And, joke and shop. What, was the, what was the reason they, they they had the, like, origami salami? Because <laughs> they ran out of, there was no paper in That's town. Right. <laughs> it's like, Raph, stop eating the paper. And big chunks of salami just hanging from his face. And I was like, don't, and they, and they of course they escape. And I was like, oh, don't worry, I can track them. And the tracker's in Raphael's stomach. It's like, ah, that's what I brought, a backup tracker. It's so funny. <laughs> and the uh, the Origami Ninjas are voiced by Rob Paulson and Maurice Lamarche, respectively, which yep. we already yep. covered. Uh, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Episode 2B, Donnie's Gifts. Uh, now, all these that are 2A and 2B or 3B, like these are all 11-minute episodes. They, you know, they're half of a third, you know, of a 30 minute chunk uh, and they would air commercial free. Like it would be 11 minutes and then there'd be a set of commercials and then 11 minutes, which is really cool. Yeah, I don't you know, I, I always hated that there was like what one or two commercial breaks in between a 23 minute or making them in a 30 minute episode. I was like, oh, come on. So you kind of like are able to sit there and enjoy a full episode and, yeah, then, yeah. and then get a commercial break. And I, me being the person who watched them on DVR, I didn't have to watch commercials for kids stuff. Neither did I. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We meet Meat Sweats. <laughs> He's uh, a mutated famous chef uh, who decides he wants to eat the TMNT. He decides he wants to eat a lot of things. He wants to cook and eat the turtles. Uh, Donnie gives gifts to the other three turtles. Uh, all three of the gifts uh, are are annoying. They're um, narcissistic gifts. They're if, very narcissistic gifts. Yes. I'm being honest. Uh, my notes here are very sparse. The other turtles they use their gifts to take out uh, meat sweats in ways they weren't designed for. Yeah. So let's go through these gifts. What was what was Raph's gift gift again? Raph's gift was a helmet that told him like you know basically nagged him the whole time. That's like, true. You, true. You need a plan. I was like, I don't, I don't have a plan. I don't, I'm not good at doing that. It's like you're the leader. You need a plan. Leonardo had a shock collar. Yeah. Whenever every whipped. Shock him every time. <laughs> and Mikey had what was it? This was like a tracksuit or something. It's like a tracksuit. Like think Inspector Gadget when he pulls the button on his coat and it inflates. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to like basically. It's like the equivalent of a hamster ball. It's supposed to keep him yeah. safe. Yeah, because he's so reckless. Yeah. Yeah, so so all three of the gifts were were designed to basically correct a flaw that Donatello saw in their character. Yeah. Uh, and the turtles, did, obviously the other three did not like this, uh, and very quickly used the three to defeat Meat Sweats. Which is the best name for a, for a mutant? He and, and like he's kind of cool. Like he's a he's what a pig? He's like a mutant pig thing. Yeah. Whose body parts morph? Yeah, and he can like absorb things from other like mutant animals and like take yeah. on their powers, which is really cool and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I really like meat sweats. <laughs> not like <laughs> not like actual meat sweats. It's the most appropriate name ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a quick interjection. Uh, me and my best friend have like this inside joke about meat sweats. And when I was at Target and saw the action figure, I didn't know anything. Of course, you know, I hadn't watched the show or anything. I was like, oh, my God, this is the <laughs> best freaking gift ever. <laughs> gave it to him. It was like, you just gave me the meat sweats. Yep. It's just, it's just gold. It's just, it's the best. Uh, and like, one thing that I will give this show is it does not lean on, uh, it doesn't lean on the past very much. Yeah. Like, most of the new villains are brand new villains. Yeah. And that's not um, really an easy, you know, thing to do. Um, that's true. So you, you have, a, have to have a, a really good creative team. Like, oh, wait, what all has been done? You know, or uh, what hasn't, you know. Right. Speaking of meat sweats, he was voiced by Johnny Rotten <laughs> of the Sex Pistols. Which is crazy. Because <laughs> that guy's a jerk, isn't he? Uh, well, he was in a punk band in the 70s. I'm sure he is. But how do you, how do you get Johnny Rotten on the phone? You're like, hey, you want to voice a character named Meat Sweats? I I I'd like to know. I That's, really yeah. want to know. Mm. I mean, he's probably not doing anything, but true, true. You got anything else for uh, Donnie's gifts? Um, let's see. Oh well, like you know, when when Meat Sweats does take on you know the powers. Of you know other mutate uh, other mutants or you know animals silverfish the silverfish oh, I freaking hate silverfish um <laughs> in general and like every time they would you know attack them they would they would double and so meat yeah. sweats turn into multiple meat sweats I don't know meat sweats <laughs> the the freak when they're <laughs> they all left and Donnie's just getting the crap beaten out of him and he calls them. <laughs> And the image on his phone, they're, he's clearly not happy, and he's got, like, they're giving him dog ears, and they've got, like, the, the chat filter on, and he's got the dog nose. Like, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of little hidden things, and they're, the cuts are quick. The cuts are so quick. So you've, you've really I, – I encourage people to kind of, like, if they see something, like, wait, what was that? Pause it, rewind it, look back at it, because uh, it just might give you a laugh. Yeah, like pay close attention, listen to every line of dialogue, watch it twice if you have to, because there's a, there's a lot to digest in these little bitty episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to episode three A, War and Pizza, which I love. I absolutely love the concept of this episode. Uh, yeah. April has a job at a local pizzeria. Named Alberto's Pizza. Al- Al- Alber- Al- Al- sorry, Alberto. Alberto. Alberto's Pizza. Uh, m- that is kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese. Basically. Yeah. So she she is working at this, this pizza place, and the animatronic bear always breaks 
before she can get through the birthday song when she's, you know, leading a birthday party for a child. So Donnie upgrades the bear so he doesn't <laughs> break mid birthday song. I'm, I'm and, sure I'm sure nothing will go wrong. Of course not. No. Yeah. So the bear short circuits and goes crazy. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. And there's several different animatronic bears in it. Uh, all of them short circuit. All of them start attacking and and, and trying to kill children. <laughs> it's so wacky. Yeah. That a villain in this is Alberto the bear, the animatronic bear at a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Uh, the sh- the episode ends with April losing her job, of course, because that's kind of her thing in this show. She brought the house down. Brought the house down. Um, what what do you what do you have on Alberto? Or I'm sorry, uh, Warren Pizza. Like when when April calls them, he's like Donnie's like, oh hey April, what's up? And the turtles are being chased by a flying microwave with a with a computerized face and boxing gloves. <laughs> And I'm like, what? I need to know more. And right behind that is the entrance to probably one of the coolest things I've seen in the Turtles' lair. Um, this ginormous freaking arcade with tons of games. But we get to see that actually a little later. <laughs> um, and it's very much a Five Nights at Freddy's type deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 almost like it's half Five Nights at Freddy's and a half Chuck E. Cheese and other half Terminator. <laughs> yes. And like maybe maybe a little bored because he assimilates other things to attack. Yep. Like like um, but this was this was a really really fun episode. Alberto was voiced by Tom Kenny. Yes, of SpongeBob fame. Oh, that's right. He d- he did the voice of SpongeBob. Yep. Or does the voice of SpongeBob? I'm sorry. That show is oh. still on television. It is. So many but movies going too. More importantly, he voiced Heifer on Rocco's Modern Life. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yes. Uh, I really liked this episode just just because of the just immense amount of creativity that went into every single villain, every single instance, like someone with a wild imagination came up with this episode and I respect it completely. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I think that's about it. Good. Cause I love the next episode too. Okay. Uh, the next one is three B newsworthy. Man. In this, in this episode, we meet Warren Stone, a mutant worm who used to be a semi-famous uh, like local newsman. And in his worm form, he decides that he wants to become or that he is the turtle's greatest foe. The turtles accidentally beat him. Uh, so Stone... So Hornstone gets a mystic upgrade via like a like a jewel amulet thing that he attaches to his stomach 
or his chest, which makes him not huge and buff, right? Yeah. Uh, he lures the turtles uh, to you know to him by posing as the hypnopotamus, which is a, a much more high high profile villain in this world <laughs> that they've built. And when the turtles show up to fight the hypnopotamus, they act, they they, be, they beat Warren Stone again uh, because hypnopotamus actually shows up. Yeah. Stone ends up saving the turtles uh, because he doesn't want hypnopotamus to defeat the turtles. Uh, this I love Warren Stone. I love him as well because I know who does his voice. Okay, and who is that? That is the incredible John Michael Higgins. What is John Michael Higgins famous for? Um, for me, he's most. Oh, I know that guy. You do. I've seen that guy. Yeah. For me, he's most prominent. I was. I'm a, a big fan of the Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, uh, series on on uh, Adult Swim, and he voiced Mintock, the Mind Taker. And that character is just nuts, and it just is really a wonderful, much like this uh, role that he's playing, a wonderful outlet for his just energy and just wacky, just like voice. You can tell they were they were he was just having a, like a blast. Yeah, um, yeah. Warren Stone is probably my favorite villain just because he's so inept, and he wants to be so he wants to be such a villain. But he's just a worm, and the turtles uh, d- don't even acknowledge that he's a villain. Like they're like, "Oh, you're still here? Oh, oh, it just, 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 just very, just very dismissive of his existence." Yeah. And and when, <laughs> the, like in this episode, they cut him in half, and they're like, "Oh no, did you kill that thing? <laughs> like, what have you done?" And Warren Stone is like, "No, my." you know, super villain power is I can regenerate myself. And they're like, Oh, cool. Like, is how long does that take? And he's like, yeah, a few days. Yeah. And like the weirdest thing is like, you know, he's a worm. They don't have bones, but he has a bone, he's a bone sticking <laughs> out. And I was like, what? Sure. Why not? It's very much a cartoon bone. It's really yeah. funny very absurd and it really is is very is very fitting for this yeah what'd you think of a uh, hip, hip, hypnopotamus i i really i really like him too because he is voiced by reese darby or uh as some of you out there might know the guide from jumanji two and three welcome oh. to jumanji oh that guy i like yeah. that guy yeah huh I can hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, another fun, a really fun character too. Yeah. Again, just, just the, the, the creativity that, that went into creating these characters is, is, is top notch. Uh, do you have anything else for, for newsworthy? Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. Again. Cause I like this next one too. Repo Mantis. Yeah. Episode four. It was 4A, Repo Mantis. Uh, Donnie and Mikey are at a junkyard. They see a 
vehicle from Jupiter Jim, which is like a like a sci-fi show, in the junkyard. And they don't like to earn the basically the money or to 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 earn the the vehicle. They take jobs with the repo man, who's also a mantis. Yes, yeah, yes, he's a mantis. Repo mantis, great pun, just fantastic puns. Repo mantis gives them the the uh, task of repoing Todd, who is a another mutant. Is Todd a mutant? Todd's a mutant, right? Yeah, it's like a mutant gerbil or something. Yeah, <laughs> this mutant named Todd, who had basically created a puppy shelter out of his RV, and Mikey and Don were there to repo the RV. They felt bad because then all of those those uh, puppies would be homeless. So Donnie took it upon himself to build basically a puppy mansion for Todd and his 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 puppies which so literally probably took like a month and probably cost more than the cost of the jupiter gym mobile yeah uh so just so they could take his his rv without feeling bad so they then take it back to the you know the repo mantis uh and during that whole process the mantis realizes that this is a the moon buggy from Jupiter Jim, and now they he's like, no, I'm not going to trade you this. This thing is worth way more than that. <clears throat> so they take it, right? That's how it ends. They steal the 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 moon buggy because they owed it to him. True, true. Or because he owed it to him. That was that was the deal. That was the deal. So I guess it's not theft. But yeah, they just take it. <laughs> the, this this episode. Is only eleven minutes, but so much happens in it. Yeah, like I like the the Mikey and Don team up, and and also there's a, quite a significant thing. I don't think I've heard in any other iteration any of uh, the turtles refer to Michelangelo as Michael. Michael. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a Donatello thing. He the, 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 he does that numerous times. Does he? Yeah, like, yeah. In I'll, this in this show specifically, Michael. <laughs> It's it's very much a, I'm smarter, so I'm going to talk all proper, and I'm going to call you Michael. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) when they, like, probably one of my favorite parts is when they discover, like, oh, my, oh, 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 snap, that's that's the moon buggy from the the show, the movies, or whatever. And um, they're like, he's like, you got to play it cool, Mike. He's like, you got to just, you know, you just got to, like. And uh, how much are you asking for that? Uh, I was like, how much are you going to pay us to take that off your hands? And then he opens up his wallet. I have the finest copper and all these coins. I can make it rain. And he just makes it rain coins. I'm like, what? Like, it's just so again, great. It's I could so, stop laughing. So quick-witted, man. Yeah, it's just dumb, but it's the fun dumb. Yeah, because at first, Mikey was, was like, oh, that thing is awesome. And then Donnie's like, Whoa, calm down. You've okay. got to you've got to know how to how to negotiate. And then okay. Donnie's negotiation was, you're gonna pay us, right? <laughs> yeah. So I I really like Repo Mantis, like the yeah. character, the episode. I really like Todd. Todd and Todd, he's not a gerbil. It's a um, capybara. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. I mean, at first I thought I'm like, was that a is that a gerbil? Whatever. 
But no, I mean, he looks like, you know. He's adorable. And so were oh, his yeah. puppies. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of puppies. Yeah, he comes back. Todd comes back. And every time you see him, you smile. It, like, he's fantastic. Yeah. Anything else for Repo Mantis? Um, let's see. Um, no, I think that's about it. Okay. Okay. Next up is Down with the Sickness. Oh, man. Uh, this is uh, episode 4B, Down with the Sickness. Splinter has come down with a flu. Yeah, this is uh, not and the first time. It happens all the time, apparently. Yes, yes. He is, he, he is very susceptible to the flu, apparently, seeing as he doesn't do anything athletic or healthy. And they establish that there are seven stages of sickness. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> just so good. The, the most important stage being stage seven. The one where he will do anything you ask him. Yeah. And all the turtles have to do is make it to stage seven without getting the flu. Because once they get the flu, you know, they're, they're, they're out of commission. They can't help with you know the care of splinter so this this whole episode is is just them trying to make it through the stages and the stages are amazing they are and i'm going to i'm going to vocalize each one go for it (laughs) but we're gonna wait oh wait do we want to go well okay before we get to that like Raphael, they're in there. They're in. This is the first time we see them actually in their arcade. And is again, as I stated, it's huge. Like I don't know if Donatello made all these, or they found them, or what, because you get no backstory on any of that. But there's got to be 30, 50 machines in here. Yeah. Um, and Raphael is starting out by the whole. You know, the beginning is them playing Dance Dance Revolution and like beating the score, and then Splinter's like, oh, I don't feel so good. He just snot coming out of his nose is gross he's like how do i look <laughs> but i love that they they've got like all color-coded hazmat suits <laughs> yeah okay so the different stages the seven stages stage one fever yes <laughs> he just shaves himself they're like oh god <laughs> i had to cool off <laughs> <It's> like, <"God." laughs> he's got like the only he's got tidy whities and like a just sure why not stage two wild rat man just goes in a wild chase you know getting around them and just trying to you know go crazy stage three captain cuddle cakes <laughs> I I I I laughed out loud so hard because I don't know who's doing the announcing, but I was like that that was perfect. <laughs> it's just he just wants hugs. Yep, yep. Oh, Which makes yeah. it real hard not to get the flu. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stage four, Ninja Supreme, <laughs> which also sounds like an awesome menu item at a sushi restaurant. Yes, it does. Uh, um, and this that was him just sneaking up on them just like in full ninja gear throwing shurikens and just going just going crazy uh let's see one two three four stage five my favorite by the way karaoke love songs 
<laughs> yep. Yep. Karaoke love songs. I mean, you, you can't make any of this stuff up. You really can't. Uh, stage six. Fan fiction. <laughs> uh, dude, it's so good. And then the final stage is called. Oh, snap. I didn't write that one down. Oh, it's must say yes. Oh, must say. Must say yes. Yeah. So so that's what they're trying to get through is those seven stages. So they can ask him for whatever they wanted. And what ultimately happened? <laughs> well, like during this time, like every, individually, the turtles are getting infected. And so they throw them in their own rooms with a, you know, a containment like screen zipper thing. And then of course they get hosed with disinfectant or whatever. Yeah. And Raphael is the only one left. He's like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And, and Leo breaks free and basically he gets hugged. Yeah. Yeah. that like, that was, that was his request. So he must've been in stage, what, four stage three, the captain cuddle cake stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, Splinter was hilarious in this episode. He really was. He really, really, really was. Uh, and and what's what's weird is like, there's no bad guy in this episode. There's no like it, it's just let's just be really, really funny for eleven minutes straight. And that that's what this was. Yeah. Uh, what else? You got anything else for down with the sickness? Let's see. Well, it was introduced earlier. Um like this character that looks kind of like Bruce Lee called Lu Jitsu. Lu Jitsu. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And so like the fan fiction part was him kind of, you know, playing out his, cause he, he was watching some of those movies. And, um, so his fan fiction was like him playing out the perfect Lu Jitsu, you know, movie and Mikey's writing notes like, Hey, this is good stuff. You know, <laughs> Um, Lujitsu is where they get hot soup. Ooh. Yeah. I I don't know if they've, they didn't specifically point that out in these episodes, but whenever the turtles are like jumping into battle, sometimes instead of yelling like cowabunga or or something like that, they yell hot soup. I wondered what was up with that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a Lujitsu catchphrase. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Great. Um... No, I don't have anything else. That okay. that about does it. Well then let's 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 talk about the fast and the furriest. Oh man. So so Donnie builds a tank, the turtle tank, and he builds it out of the Jupiter J- Jupiter Jim uh, moon buggy. So there's there's a little bit of connected c- connective tissue here. Yeah. Uh, and Splinter promptly steals it <laughs> and takes it on a joyride throughout the city. Most uh, irresponsible person, uh, the most irresponsible, <laughs> like character on the entire show. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, he meets Meat Sweats, who immediately tries to cook him, because that's what Meat Sweats does. <laughs> that's like his thing. Uh, Splinter, instead of being worried about the repercussions of meeting Meat Sweats, he's more worried that his kids are going to find out he's the one who stole 
the tank. Yeah. Uh, and and tries to flee when the turtles get there to rescue slash get their tank back. Rescue him slash get the tank back. Yeah. And like when you see him take off in it, he's too tiny to reach anything. Uh, So he's too short to reach anything. So he's got grabber, those robot grabber hands and probably (laughs) the best ensemble in the entire episode the goldfish in the heel, giant, you know, freaking disco boots. Yep. <laughs> or disco shoes, platform shoes. Sorry, not the boots. But I was like, are those goldfish? Are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he does kind of a mini team up uh, with with the meat sweats. He says, you got to get me out of here. <laughs> go, go, yeah, go, go, yeah. go. Yeah, he was more scared of how angry Donatello was going to be. I would or, be I'm too. sorry. How angry Purple was going to be. Because he controls the Wi-Fi and everything else in in the lair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, this ends up being a showcase for the the turtle tank. Yeah. At the end. Uh, which is cool. Like, the, the turtles always have some sort of vehicle. Uh, I'm sure there was a turtle tank available at retail. I, I have not looked into it. Uh, but but what would you think about Fast and the Furriest? Again, these these episodes are just really just fast and fun is is the best way I would describe. Like, I'm I'm entertained again because those beats they're 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 quick. It was just it was it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun. Yes. <clears throat> uh, let's move on to mascot melee. Mascot melee. Um. Uh. So they're they're trying to 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 get Splinter a new robe because his is worn out and they're constantly being flashed his tidy whities. Oh, but there's also kind of like it feels like it's an an, an underlying like I don't want to see rat balls because <laughs> yeah yeah it just tidy whities that's fine that's not like nothing to be like freaked out about because their expressions when he's like all right who's ready to train i'm gonna do some jumping jacks like no <laughs> yeah 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 uh so they go to times square and uh, raphael puts on this hippopotamus uh mascot th- suit uh, they then receive a text message from April with a meme that's a turtle head on a like a hip hippo body and it what what was it pooping? <laughs> cookies. It was, like, it was what was it? Cookies. Yeah, it was pooping cookies. Like just just a dumb gif, you know. Well, when they get to Times Square, Raph's head comes off. His his mascot head comes off, and everyone in Times Square, seems to think that he is dressed up as that meme. And they start raking in cash. Because uh, somebody stole his wallet when they bumped into him. Yeah, yeah. So so they start raking in cash, and they're like, hey, we're going to be able to afford this this new kimono or new robe or whatever. But him being so popular upsets all of the other mascots in Times Square, which starts literally a mascot melee. Yeah. Uh, the other turtles suit up as uh, a d- different mascots, and they're not really that suited up. They, like like Donatello's wearing 
what is it, antenna. They're supposed to be characters from Jupiter Jim, just kind of thrown together so yeah. they could fight too. Uh, they find out that the, the the mascots are all mutant cockroaches and things go sideways and they do end up getting the robe for Splinter at the end and he decides he's only going to wear it for on special occasions and he's going to stick with his old tattered robe. Yeah, like this feels like it could have been like the first episode because the new robe is the robe that he currently wears on the show and the old robe is the one from the 87 cartoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, but there's also another uh, 80s cartoon nugget, the uh, the Turtlepotamus uh, meme. It's original 87 Raphael's face. Yes, it is. Which I'm sure is a, you know, a jab at Rob Paulson. <laughs> because, why? <laughs> because why not? Well, I wouldn't say a jab. Like, there, there, there's a lot of little little small hints to the original show, like a lot of the music cues, like hint at it, ringtones yeah. hint at the original show. You know, yeah. There's Humming. a couple of times Mikey hums the original music too. Yeah, I think Donatello hums it as well. Yeah, I think it was either Mikey or Don Donnie. Like, so 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 that meme really like that really just lines up. It does. Yeah. Uh, I I wasn't a huge fan of this episode. Like, it's got funny stuff in it. Yeah, but they kind of lost me once once the melee started, right? Uh, and then when they revealed that the mascots are all mutant cockroaches, I'm like, is that necessary? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be too hypercritical of you know an 11 minute child show that's ma- trying to make me laugh. It it just it I, it kind of lost my 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 attention towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was necessary for them to be you know, cockroaches, like they could have been just like, you know, humans, but I can see why, you know, cause mutation is the driving force through the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the ultimate, you know, like you said, the ultimate payoff is, you know, splinter is like, Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's so wonderful. I will only wear this in special occasions. Time for more jumping jacks. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The outcome was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Episode 6A, Shell in a Cell. Shell in a Cell. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, Leo, uh, they were, they were watching a wrestling match from the rafters of, uh, you know, of, of a stadium. And the, they were, they were watching a, a wrestler named Ghost Bear, who apparently has a, has a, what was 200 and O record. Like he had never been beaten. Yeah, almost well, two. Do what? Almost two hundred and zero. Oh yes, I'm sorry. One hundred and ninety nine and zero. Yeah. Uh, and very quickly in the beginning of the episode, Leonardo falls from the rafters and accidentally beats Ghost Bear by knocking him down during his uh his award ceremony and wins the championship. They just give him the champion championship. And give Ghost Bear the loss, and now Leo has accidentally become a wrestler. Because <laughs> why not? Which is he's the of the four of them, he's the perfect one for it. Yeah, you know he's he's got he's got the whole bravado of you know I'm cooler and funnier and stronger and I I am I am the best you know. Yeah, uh, he becomes the wrestler prime time. 
uh, and is set to uh, wrestle, uh, but is challenged by Raph, who has assumed the the name Red Rain. Mm-hmm. And then both Mikey and Donatello step in, uh, and it, they end up choosing different sides. And Ghost Bear comes back to, 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 to like is interrupted in the fight, or, or Ghost Bear interrupts them during the fight uh, to to win back his title. It it's very very much like a cheesy wrestling match. From like the 80s or 90s. From the 80s or 90s. Like, whoever wrote this is a fan of wrestling. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. And I think it was Mikey that said it. Or it might have been Raph. Uh, wrestling's not about the fighting. It's about the costumes and pageantry. Or, or I don't know the exact quote. But yeah. that that's basically what he said, was it's not about the fighting. And yeah. that, that that's wrestling in a nutshell. Yeah. So, seeing the, the four turtles dress up is always fun, but in this it was really fun because they were in wrestling outfits. Like Donatello had a full-on like pimp suit. Yeah, with shoulder blade cannons. With yeah. <laughs> and Mikey looked like Don King. Yeah, yeah. This was a really fun episode to watch. Like seeing like Michelangelo one up Donatello all throughout the episode. Like I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. Um. Like which which resulted like you took the last piece of pizza like oh yeah sure go ahead take the last piece of pizza I, I didn't want it and him getting excited over certain things and Mikey just comes in and just you know takes that away from him uh, which is which was great so he's like I'm switching sides <laughs> yeah they they switched sides a couple times right yeah and uh carefully if you look very carefully like when you go into Leo's dressing room. Um, they have like, you know, costumes and wigs and all kinds of other stuff like above the mirror, uh, tables are these like little headpieces and they look like little like busts and one looks like Hulk Hogan. Another one looks like uh, macho man, Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> so again, whoever did this is definitely a fan, uh, of the eighties and nineties wrestling without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, let's see. Do I have anything? Did I write anything, I write anything down? Uh, Leo tried to go by the name Neon Leon. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Mm. Yes. I, I thought that was a good name. Yeah, I thought Neon Leon was a great name. Uh, Donnie's was Dynamite Don, and Michelangelo's was One Love. Yeah. <laughs> so great. You do you have anything else for Shell in a Cell? Uh, Cree Summers was the uh, like the the entire uh, the voice of the uh, I want to say the owner of you know the wrestling. That is correct. And, like, who wins at the end? Like, well, she decided, oh, I'm the winner. I'm like, sure, why not? And that's also very much a, a wrestling thing. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, what's his name from WWE always insert himself into plot lines? McMahon. Yeah. 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 And, like, his kids and stuff. And so they, they've all been a part of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep this rolling and talk about episode 6B, Minotaur Maze. Minotaur names. And this one was fun because, the, like, 
we're six episodes in now and we have not seen very many callbacks to the like the mystic stuff. Yeah. You know, there, there's been a lot of really good episodes, but not not any that really move the season one plot along. Yeah. And this one doesn't really do that either. But at the very least, you get to see more of the whole mystic mystic community. Uh, so Donnie has a mystic crystal that he uses to see mystic energy. Uh, this leads them to a restaurant uh, that is basically a mystic restaurant. Uh, and Leo enters a mystic maze. But for very selfish reasons. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, he gets attacked by <laughs> pizza utensils. One of which is a shredder. I, I, don't, I don't know if you caught that. Oh, of course I did. And then Raphael calls him Shredhead. Yeah, yeah. The maze that Leo enters, that like the one rule is you can't use your mystic powers, or can't use any kind of mysticism. Uh, and all the other turtles enter the maze as well. And he then tells them, "Hey, nope, no mystic powers. Can't do that. That's cheating." And they end up having to use the mystic powers to get out of the maze. Uh, they are then approached by the assistant manager, who calls them out for cheating and they end up getting to eat. They, they trick him into eating the, 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 the pizza, which was the prize. And they get their picture immortalized on the walls of the restaurant as cheaters. Yep. Fantastic. Which is really what like Leo wanted to be immortalized on the, like put his name and picture on the wall for being a winner. So, and he wanted the pizza. So he got the pizza and he got his, what he wanted he just doesn't get to be labeled winner yeah so uh what what'd you think about this one this one was cool i like this one a lot this one was a lot of fun as well um the 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 designs for the mystic realm and stuff like it's, it's just all over the place um <laughs> like you know i i will say all the set designs and stuff are just are are fantastic and like eye-popping like they have that right amount of shade and tone to them that have like you know it has that that comic book you know feel to it this was just another fun episode and and as i said it 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 shows more of the mystic world which this show led with in the pilot uh in in other turtles stuff like i did not like the mystic season of of 2k3 at all yeah and I feel like it's just because they introduced it so late. Right. Uh, like, I, I enjoyed the Battle Nexus, but that's that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show opens up with it. It's like, this is a turtle show with mysticism baked into it. And so when, when they, I feel like they did it right in doing that. And every time it pops up. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is cool. Let's 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 talk about this. You know, it's yeah. it, it 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 really excites me when they do it with this show. Yeah. So so there's that. Yeah. Okay. You have anything else before we move on? Um, no, that's about it for that one. Okay. Speaking of mystic stuff, let's go to Bug Busters. Bug Busters. Bug Busters. So the turtles uh, have have tasked themselves with trying to catch. Draxum was going to use those ooze skeetos to to mutate humans like that. That's his his whole thing. And this is the episode where we really like we we're really introduced to his his evil plot. Yeah. 
Uh, in the process of doing all this, they find a hotel uh, and they find an Uskito, like basically a Uskito infestation in the hotel and the bellhop gets mutated. Uh, I, I don't know if they actually call him this in the episode, but he becomes bullhop. <laughs> yeah, he comes back later as as a character named bullhop. Yeah, I don't think they give him a name. Uh, but that, that's that's who he is. Um, yeah, the bellhop looks like Jerry Lewis. Yes, he does very much. The hotel that that the that the bellhop was in uh, is owned by this this lady that is she she reveals herself as uh, basically this spider mutant thing that she's like I'm not a mutant I'm a yokai and yokais have lived in the mystic city that we saw in the first episode uh, for centuries. Uh, and the hotel is kind of a hotel for yokai to come to the surface and visit and mingle amongst humans. And it provides them with like a camouflage. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a hotel Transylvania situation, except, except, you know, in this scenario, they're able to mingle with humans. Am I right there? Or am I, am am I filling in some holes? Okay. I mean, well, no, I mean, after the first Hotel Transylvania movie, of course, they're able to mingle with humans, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Right on both counts. Yes. Uh, so so I got a real Hotel Transylvania slash, uh, like, John Wick feel to this hotel. Yeah. Uh, the spider lady's name is Big Mama. Big Mama. Big Mama. Big Mama works with the turtle. This is a 22-minute episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works with the turtle and says, hey – Use my web, my webbing, to catch these mosquitoes. Uh, that way, they don't mute, mutate humans. Well, we find out that she is a bad guy, uh, and she is going to use the mosquitoes to make mutants to fight in her battle nexus. Which, this is really the first big thing that is kind of returning. It's like, hey, battle. We know what the battle nexus is. Yeah. And it, it's it's really cool that of all of the things they could call back to, you know, like Foot Clan, uh, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady, uh, I don't know, Ancient Japan. Like, there's so many different aspects of the Ninja Turtles they could have called back to. The first big one is the Battle Nexus. Yeah. Uh, the Turtles decide they're going to raid Big Mama's office uh, to steal the bugs uh, and Donatello's little righty tech backpack thingy uh and they are saved by draxum who shows up uh to get his mosquitoes back because he needs them uh he reveals that his plan is to mutate all of humanity that way yokai and mutants are no longer different and uh, mutants can take over the world so 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 basically he's trying to be magneto basically yeah uh, it's also revealed, which this is one of one of the first real real pebbles of 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 the of the origin, that Draxum mutated the turtles. Yeah, like he created the turtles. I, I I don't they didn't really go into why they did why he did it yet, but that's the first nugget of that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that I that I missed? That was a long episode. It was a long episode. Um, let's see. 
Oh, uh, we do get uh, two prominent cameos. They're kind of quick. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find it here. <laughs> I do like Gus, which is like basically her mutant golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. voice by uh, John DiMaggio. And he's like, he, he gets all serious. And then Mikey holds up a tennis ball and he's like, what is that? Like, go play fetch. (laughs) And then he goes away for a bit and he comes back and you get this amazingly detailed, like serious image of like, don't start a game of fetch that you can't finish. I was like, what? (laughs) Freaking hilarious. Um, So I, I really like Gus. And then you get Draximus monologuing and then he has like this, flashback and you see like the world behind him and you see all these like silhouettes of these mutants two of those mutants are bebop and rocksteady oh yeah i remember that so like yeah yeah really again the beats are really quick in this show so it's hard to to catch you know the little um uh pizza rolls hidden all throughout I forgot. I forgot about pizza rolls. Uh, they're, than, they're way better than pizza pockets. Yeah. Uh, so. so yeah, yeah. I don't have too many specific. Like the only real thing that made me really laugh, really, really loud in this, was when Raphael just yells stealth mode. Yeah, he's like stealth, stealth mode. And was it Mikey that was like, how, how about stealth mode? Yeah. <laughs> That was great. That was, that was so great. so dumb, so funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and th- this this next thing I'm going to say is more of a critique of probably the entire show. I really enjoy the bite sized episodes, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to tell a season long story in in, chunks. in in that manner because yeah. we're seven. It's seven episodes in, and really only two of them have mattered. I think that's probably on purpose. Like, it's kind of like how they did Samurai Jack, like for the first, um, with the original like seasons before, like they were able to finish it. Like, they weren't really allowed to do continuous arcs. That way, it could play on reruns, and anybody could just pick it up. But they kind of subtly did it here and there. To where like, oh, this kind of connects with this, and like, hey, remember me, and you know, stuff like that. So they they still did it instead of like an overall connecting arc. So I think that kind of plays into this as well, a bit. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. It's 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 just I I feel like after we're done watching all these episode or season one episodes, I should pick out all of the ones that are story related and just watch them back to back. Yeah. Because I feel like that would make a, a really good miniseries. Yeah. But, it, but you know, you watch one episode that is story-related, and then eight weeks later, you have another story-related episode, and you're like, wait, what is this mysticism stuff? I forget. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, watching it, in, you know, binge-like, like we've watched it, it, it works really well, but having waited week after week to watch these, it was not as, as easy to digest. Yeah. Uh, but I did really like bug busters. I really like big mama. I really like 
Baron Draxum and what they're doing with his character and knowing where his character goes, I like him even more. Yeah. So so I, I have really no complaints about this episode as a, as a whole. Yeah. I get a, I would get a, a definitely a Ghostbusters vibe, like when they show up. And they have all their like specialty like bug busting outfits with the uh you know anti mosquito logo, just like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see. I, that's all I got for ep- episode seven, Bug yeah, me Busters. Too. Me too. Uh let's hit up this last pair of episodes. <laughs> Number eight or I'm sorry, eight A, the longest fight. Uh, let's see what I got here. Neo, <laughs> this 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 is probably my favorite episode of the season, or of the ones that we watched. Leo accidentally knocks out the Wi-Fi with his skateboard. <laughs> it, but they're trying to watch this extreme sports like finale, like this big event. Uh, what was the name of the the the, uh, the skater? Um, let's see. Hang on, let's see here. Sydney Allen. Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So she was supposed to break some sort of record and the turtles were all watching it on their 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 devices. Leo knocks out the the Wi-Fi. So they go to the mall because they have the Wi-Fi password to the mall because April worked there last year. Yeah, and it's like after it's like after it's closed, so nobody's there. Yeah, and the Wi-Fi password was 1 just the number 1. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They get there, and the the origami ninjas are there trying to steal uh, what looks to be like a like a ruby ring. Uh, the turtles decide that they're going to try to fight while watching this extreme sports event. Uh, so they're holding their phones and their their tablets while they're fighting these 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 origami ninjas. In the process of all this, all of their phones and tablets get destroyed, and the ninjas get away with the with a with a hand like a gauntlet that was holding the ruby ring mm-hmm. they weren't there to steal the ring they were there to steal the hand yeah the turtles did not know that so they thought hey we we beat them uh but i forget i forget were they able to actually watch the uh the uh the finale or what what she did um, I mean, they saw a chunk of it, but I don't think they ever yet. Yeah, no, like when they were about to like the news broke in, like, hey, there was a break in at the mall. And they're like, no, <laughs> that's oh. right. <laughs> yeah, they, they missed it because of the break in from the news. Yeah. Like the four turtles sitting in the food court on their phones and tablets might be the most 2018 2019 teenage thing this show ever did because i have two kids they're not teenagers but they're kids with devices and you could put them in a mall with every store and every toy and everything to buy and all they would want to do is sit in the food court on their stupid little phone so yeah yeah it's it's perfect yeah uh and there was a, there were a lot of really good jokes that tied into the skateboarding or the 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 the, the skating or the extreme sports that they were watching. It this episode had a lot of character to it. It really did. What 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 would you think? 
again, like it, it, it perfectly sums up, you know, the state of how kids are right now, you know, and teenagers, they're just all glued to, you know, their devices, you know, with so much other stuff going on. And it, it was a, it was kind of a great blend. Like, Oh yeah, just a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Finish your tweet. I'll wait. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I kind of feel like they maybe take maybe maybe they took a little bit of a cue from Deadpool maybe um, maybe maybe like not not only did they really play into the to the to the whole devices and watching stuff wirelessly but also they played into how obnoxious watching live sports is sometimes yeah. like like if you're watching like a skateboarding thing they're gonna hit you up front this is what's gonna happen this hour but they're gonna keep delaying what what, like that thing until the very end of the show the very end of the hour and they're going to always cut to now let's talk to uh let's talk to a coach and uh let's do a a biography of how this person grew up like they they want you to keep watching and they're usually pretty obnoxious about it if you're not watching like a live event yeah yeah so i really like the longest fight it was it was fun, yeah. Um, Anything else? We get a bit. Of, well, you know, like you said, we get a bit of mystery, you know, with it. Uh, oh like, yeah. What's what? Wait, that you weren't after the jewel. You were after this wonky, manky-looking hand thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, this is this is the first uh, little uh, like breadcrumb that they're dropping. Uh, that that. W- ultimately leads to the season finale. Yeah. So, oh, this is really exciting. Like, I really want to watch more of these episodes now with you, but we, we'll, we'll get to them. I promise you we'll get to them. Yeah. They're, they're in the rotation now. Yeah. Um, um, where was it? It's, uh... Oh! So, normally when you would have, like, you know, skateboarding or whatever, you would see, you know, to send a positive message to children... Oh, I've got the elbow pads, the knee pads, and the helmet. Nope. No pads. <laughs> no helmets. <laughs> because that's not extreme. That's right. Uh, what, what I thought was really funny is is, is <laughs> Leo says, uh, my fault? Why would you install the Wi-Fi router in the crash zone? Exactly. <laughs> who, who doesn't? Oh, wait. The, uh, the, the foot brute, like, when they're fighting... <laughs> He ends up in a one teddy bear onesie, <laughs> freaking like pajama set thing. Oh, that was oh, it was hilarious. I did not expect it. I'm like, wait, how 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 his head's on fire? Like, how has he not burned it off by now? But you know, don't worry about that. <laughs> Let's talk about the final episode that we watched, Hypno Part Do. Ah, yes. And this one starts off real weird. Like, this is this one is about April. Yeah. Uh, April is going to Homecoming because she was invited to Homecoming by the most popular girl in the school. And she's like, hey, uh, look at me. I'm special. I got invited. And then she gets there and finds out that everyone was invited by this girl. And she very quickly finds out the reason she was invited and everyone was invited because they're playing an app called what was it 
Hippo Crush. Yeah. Which is a hypnotism app, which it's masking itself as like a Candy Crush. And this app is was created by the one and only Hypnopotamus. Yep. Yeah. This is all part of a grand magic trick that he's trying to pull off where he makes the school disappear. Yeah, because he's trying to upstage like this Chris Angel type guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or David Blaine or or whatever. Uh, oh, no, my notes are very sparse on this one. Uh, Raph and Leo show up to help April. Uh, because she very quickly realizes that everyone is hypnotized and she needs to not play this 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 app. And also, Donatello installed a malware blocker that kept the app from being installed. Yeah, and it's like his face pops up as like uh 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 uh, uh like, like Jurassic Park. You yeah, didn't say the magic word. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Um, Leo and Raph show up. Mayhem help. Ultimately, uh, Mayhem helps defeat Hypno. Uh, and what what else am I missing? Like, I mean, that's that that's practically it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a really odd episode because it was so focused on April O'Neil, and not only did the turtles show up as like secondary characters, but they didn't really solve the problem, and there were only two of them. Yeah, yeah. Like I, well, I don't, I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't say it was one of the better ones we watched. Right. Um, I still really like Hypno Hypnopotamus. I do too. Yeah. What else you got for Hypno Part Two? It was a fun episode. You know, we get to see more mayhem, which you know, I I kind of like the uh, you know the mystic pet angle, and we know we he kind of pushes himself, you know, to the limit. His power is not infinite, which you know is is you know it's it's kind of boring if you just have infinite power or whatever in you know in any type of story or medium. Um, so you can't just you know do whatever you want. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Hypnopotamus kind of disappears at the end. We don't know where he goes. Yeah. Yeah. But but he'll be back. And was, one thing was really weird is like you've got this one guy that like knows April, but he looks like he's like forty years old. <laughs> I was like, what? Or maybe he's just had, got like you know like a skin condition or something. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, so do you, does the name Dan- Danica McKellar? Oh, you mean Winnie from Wonder Years? That's exactly what I was fishing for. Yep. Yep. She she did the voice of one of the of of the basically the popular girl. Yeah. Uh, in this episode. Uh, and and Scott Minville Minville Minville. Yep. AKA Robin from Teen Titans. Apparently he was also in the Wonder Years. Yeah, he was Kevin's brother's friend. I can't remember his name. And I I guess this this last uh note that I have here. It is this episode probably takes place during the Repo Mantis episode because it stars the other two turtles that aren't in the Repo Mantis episode. Yeah. And uh, you can see puppies when Donnie 
has, makes that call to April, or when April makes the call to Donnie. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. It's like, hey, what, what, what we're wrapping Leo up to during Repo Mantis? Well, here it is. That that's probably a pretty accurate summation. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a it's a fun episode. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the top five though. Yeah. No, nothing like that. Uh, and that's that's what we watched. Uh, now that we've talked through all eight of these, uh, I, I I know that you came into this originally when we when they first announced all this, you were pretty negative on the show. Where do you sit right now? As with any show that is like already been established in pop culture, whether it be he-Man, Ninja Turtles, uh, Thundercats, you know, any, going forward, any any time doing something different is is very tricky. Like if you if you go after just a new, fresh audience with kind of ignoring the already established audience that grew up with it, it's a very delicate balance. Yeah. Um, which like best example, Thundercats Roar. Diehard fans hated it because it was just it was literal crap and just disrespectful to, you know, the fans and the fran just and the franchises that came before it. Where and I think you get where Rise gets some of that negativity um as it being, you know, different and, you know, not, you know, and kind of going a different direction. Um, I kind of feel like Rise now after watching this and, and and kind of just like enjoying it for kind of what it is, it's definitely better than than Thundercats Roar. It's better than Thunder, you know, Teen Titans Go, you know, all of that. Um, I'm gonna say kind of like Ninja Turtles three, the movie. It doesn't deserve as much hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this show does get kind of yeah, I feel like it does get a, a bad rap because I I did genuinely laugh out loud. You got some great voice talent. The the artwork is 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 not as like once you really get into it at first sight you're like what are they doing, but then when you look at it there's a lot of intricate detailed stuff going on here. Again, it's it's a very tricky balance, you know. Um, so you, you don't need to full, like ignore your core audience. It, it I think it should you know appeal to both both sets, you know, fresh eyes and then the ones that have been there before. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like there are certain things that they changed in this show that didn't sit well. Yeah. And had they just done one more pass on like the the initial pitch and been like, eh, we're not going to go so far in left field on a few of these things, they could have uh, brought in some of those original fans that, you know, cut and run before even watching the show. Yeah. Based on, you know, character designs or based on weapons or be- based on who knows what. Because you you said it at the very beginning of this episode, and, and and it's absolutely the way I feel. At face value, for what this show is, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting it to be something else, 
it's going to piss you off. Yeah. But if you can accept it for what it is, there is a lot of fun to be had. Mm-hmm. And y- y- sitting and watching it with your kids is a blast. Yeah. Is an absolute blast. And, you know, the, 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 the Turtles fan in me kind of says, why does this have to be a Turtles show? Yeah. And it doesn't. You know, like, they could have made this exact same show, swap out the character models for new characters, and it'd still be just as good, and it would not have gotten the hate that it got when it initially debuted. But also, it wouldn't have gotten the attention. Right. So, it's, it's, you said a delicate balance. It's, it's, they were given an un, not an unwinnable task. It's, it's just, the well was poisoned as soon as as soon as they announced it. Yeah, uh, which is sad because because I'm I'm kind of bummed that it was such a short lived show. Yeah, and it's like you know with with the ones that are like kind of the gold standard for not kind of not really so much as reboots but like different iterations like the 2000. Uh, He-Man series, the Voltron Legendary Defender, 2K, TMNT 2K3, um, the the second Thundercat series, like they all have something to enjoy, but while they still kind of appealed to you know the core fans, um, but when you go in that kind of different drastic direction, it does scare people, and 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 I get it because I'm I'm one of those people like. <laughs> They did, like, two other, after the original Voltron, they did two other series. They did a CGI one, which was kind of okay. Then they did a a really garbage one that was just horrible. I'm like, no, I'm not watching this. And then they come out with Legendary Defender. I'm like, oh, this is very character-driven and just good, you know? Um, So when you have that in mind, you know, but but with this, just turn your brain off. And if you want to laugh, because I think we could all use some laughs. (laughs) Um, in the current state of, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, I, I, I would, I would encourage people to give this one, you know, a bit more of a chance. Um, and just kind of put all that stuff, you know, to the wayside, you know, and just, you know, see if you can enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want to say is my standing philosophy with any kind of reboot is I don't care what you do as long as it's good. You know, I, I'm 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 pretty pretty relaxed when it comes to a lot of the you know bizarre reboots. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, what they did was good, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, and that can't be said for all you know all bizarre reboots. No. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at you, Michael Bay Turtles movies. Yep. 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 We'll get there, uh, Jeff. And Michael Bay Transformers. Let's just go throw it. Throw them sure. The Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what are we talking about next time? Ooh, that's a good question, Sergio. I have no idea. I'm guessing more Ninja Turtles. <laughs> or no, no. Ne- ne- next episode, it's Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, yeah. Hey, Rob Paulson was on that, too. Next episode, we are diving back into TMNT Adventures. Ooh. Yeah, so more Archie action. Uh, so uh, that'll be episode 54. Uh, Jeff, 
between now and then, where can we find you? Once we're, uh, you know, our numbers go down uh, for COVID, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, where we specialize in game tournaments, birthday parties, retro games, current games. Uh, we have a lot, a lot to choose from, over four to 500 plus games, uh, games you've never even probably heard of before, um, import games, all kinds of stuff. Um, you can find us on the Facebook, Instagram, and when uh, it's uh, safe for us to reopen, we will let everyone know and uh, hope y'all come out and game with us. Where can we find you, Sergio? Uh, on realitybreached.com. Uh, that is where you'll find all of the Reality Breach podcasts. Go to the podcasts. Oh, the podcasts. Yes. The podcasts. Yes. On Reality Breach, you can find, of course, Shellheads. Uh, you can also find uh, Debriefing and Cocktails, uh, which is our our new – I guess it's still new. Yeah, it's still new. James Bond podcast, where we, we watch all the James Bond movies and talk about them. Uh, there's also The Black Pocket. There's Dead Scene Kids. Uh, we got all kinds of cool podcasts to hear over at realitybreach.com. All of them are also available on your favorite podcast players, such as Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now, Google Podcasts. We're pretty easy to find. Uh, if you Google Reality Breached, we're there. So, Jeff, that does it for episode 53. Welcome to 2021. Yeah. Follow Shellheads on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I believe our handles there are Shellheads Podcast. Uh, or follow us, follow Reality Breached on Twitter. We also post some, some Shellhead stuff there. So tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.